Cheers, Greg. Are you recording? Yeah. Good. Big time. This is so strange. Don't look at me. <laughs> well, here we are in the light cinema Stockport. I know. For episode 51 of Dad's and Film. Tell me about the cinema. How many screens does it have? One, a two, oh, a one, two, three, four. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. And, our and the pizzas are just here. arrived. Wow, amazing. Amazing, fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, take one with you. <laughs> it's not a beer, man. <laughs> cool. Right, so, um, yeah, well, that's in the Stockport. I've been a member here for about last uh, 18 months, something like that. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. just adjusted your just yeah. getting in there. Okay. It is weird. I really don't want to look you in the eye when I do this. <laughs> but actually, this is a, this is actually a prime location between us both for meeting. Really, mm. it's about half an hour away from you, about forty minutes away from me. Yeah. And, uh, it's a lovely place, a lovely setting. I like this wallpaper. To answer your question, it's got about twelve screens. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a bar as uh, as we're sampling here. It does it does pizzas. Um, it's got customers. Uh, it's got customers. Well, yeah. Well, do you call a cinema goer a customer? Yeah. Yeah. Guest. Guest. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. Cool. We've, it's got a lever. It's got which a lever. Which is quite important. Lever's here in the wings. He's waving. Uh, he's lever will join he's us waving. Later, sure. uh, so, we are here for the whole of this episode this week. Yes. We are. We found it a little bit awkward. We're I'm not being looking, very helpful. We're looking, <laughs> we're looking each other in the eye. And that I said. I said what we should do is have like a big piece of glass in yeah. between us, one for COVID, but one also to feel like I'm staring at a computer screen. <laughs> yeah, at you. It's yeah. really weird. It's uh, fine. And, um, well, it's we're going to do the whole thing here. We've got. A, we're going to a screen in a little bit. I've just come out of. Uh, I keep wanting to say Raya and the Last Dragon, but I haven't say it, seen it. It's Raya. Raya and the Last, and the Last Dragon. Dragon. I, I watched know, that. Last night, paid for it. Disney Plus. Well, yeah, I saw it here. <laughs> and, uh, pretty cool. But we we'll speak about that bit, bit about that later on. Uh, we're going to see a film called. Well, we'll do what's coming up on the show in a little while. Yes, we? we will, Gregory. It's going to take pretty much the usual format. Have mm. we had any messages? Yes, we have, Greg. But what have you been doing this week? <laughs> since, since we last spoke, it's only been about three days. Not a great deal. I've uh, watched this week's movie train film, which we'll speak about in a little while. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, I've been to work. Exciting. We had, we had an inset day. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And weirdly, a colleague said to me at lunchtime, Come to the pub. And I was like, Can I, What? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Nice. Are we allowed to do that? And yeah, so I went for pub lunch, had a burger and a beer inside, which was fantastic. What about you? A guy looked like Lever's brother. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we've made, created something beautiful. Lever is here, just sort of watching us as our security because we're being—he's just holding back the uh, mob 
the, the, sw- the millions of fans here at the Light Cinema in Stockport. Should we, um, should we invite Lever to bring over our pizzas so we can have a bit of bite to eat whilst oh, we're... Yeah. I know how you feel yeah, about that. I, so I have strong feelings about you eating. Great eating on the oh, podcast. Thank you very much. This is cool. Look at this. Telly's this, is why I love, oh. this is why I love this cinema. Fratelli's Pizza... Gelato. I'm gonna let that dessert. cool a little bit. Look at that. Because the last thing our podcast listeners want is me burning my mouth. This is why I love the light. We'll, sp- we'll speak to the manager Tom and um, some of the staff from the light a little bit later on. But it's a pr- it's a pretty special cinema, right? It's got it's got some cool vibes about it. One hundred percent. What have I been doing? Uh, not sleeping. That's definitely one thing. Okay. I say in the past few nights, I've seen every single hour in the uh, early mo- early hours of the morning. Like a challenge. Oh, which has been fun. <laughs> it really does. It really does test your grit <laughs> being being a parent to a newborn. And now um, with washing was on that, how you speak to each oh, other. Oh yeah, that <laughs> saying well. that to Lever, you really do uh, test how you speak to each other in the early hours of relationship. I think um, a lot of marriages break up in the yeah. in the early days of. Uh, you know what? You know what? Save does chocolate digestives oh, nice. in the middle of the night. Oh, it's nice. like ridiculous. <laughs> and what we've been doing is I've. Um, we're both watching separate things mm. when it's our turn to do our particular job. So Max has bit Max watched all of this. Uh, this is us. You were this is us mm. the TV series. Yeah, um, Jane watched it. Yeah, so she, she's watched all of that in the past few weeks while she feeds. Yeah. And then when I'm like winding in, I've watched all of Atlanta. I've watched all of. I'm doing Mythic Quest now, which is like this comedy. Wow. I'm also watching all these films as well. Cool. So it's really funny that we're just mm. pounding all this stuff. Yeah, but also. Smashing chocolate digesters. Um, but that's literally all I've been doing other than working. Going to bed re- very early, but there Here we, we go. Are. It's going to be weird this week because what we're going to do Wednesday night? Sleep. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> You're looking forward I'm to it. I'm going to be like, oh, I'll go and sit downstairs <laughs> on my own, <laughs> just yeah. with my computer. Chill out a little bit. Uh, yeah, we've had some messages this week, Greg. So, John, yep. uh, friend of the show, John Palmer, messaged and said, Hi, John. How do you feel about spoilers? I'm neurotic. Once I've decided to watch a film, I don't want to know a single detail, which makes listening to a film podcast <laughs> a little tricky. <laughs> what, what do you think? So what's, your, what's your take on kind of spoilers? Uh, Spoilers. Yeah, I don't, I don't like I don't like knowing too much about it. I hate that idea. Even if you've just read one little thing and you think, oh God, I'm sure I read something about the fact that she dies. It won't. I mean, I'm not completely like it won't put me off seeing something. I've got an idea of what happened. But yeah, I try to avoid them. Mm. And if it, like, otherwise, I don't. I'm not that sort of like. I won't avoid absolutely everything about it. And you know what we're like. We're fine picking up about people are going to be in films. We speculate mm. a lot of things like that. I don't mind speculation. Because that's quite interesting in watching it and seeing if, you know, what you've speculated about a film mm-hmm. um, sort of comes to fruition. But yeah, I do tend to try and avoid spoilers if I can. I think now it's really difficult because majority of trailers, but especially for like big films, big action films, mm. they kind of have to give away the spoilers for the film because yeah. that's the selling point. So you think about, think about like Fast and the Furious, these like, you know, think what you want about them, but for me, they're pretty dreadful. Yeah. And I've got no intentions to go and watch them. But I think what a Fast and Furious film has to do is that every single film, they're upping the ante, sure. you know, with regards to the, how ridiculous, you know, the, the big kind of stunt is or the big chase is. So, for example, the latest one, the whole, they've given away the whole, not twist, I suppose, but they've turned the car into a rocket. <laughs> but we know that because it's in the trailer. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I think now it's hard to kind of get away from them. For your more sort of, uh, I don't know, I want to say indie films, but like for example, like June isn't June isn't an indie film by any means, but it's a little, it's more kind of arty, I suppose, than uh, something like 
Fast and the Furious, and they're being they're holding the cars close to the chest a little bit more, aren't they? With, with you know with things like that, mm. um, things like uh, the Green Knight. You know that remember the Green Knight, the Dev Patel one we oh, were yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about. So that for that first, that first trailer literally gave nothing away. Yeah. A little bit more in the, the second trailer that's just come out, but you know it it, it is. I don't know. I, I, the the smaller films tend to not give as much away, which is which is great. I think the point there is trailers. Yeah, trailers can make or break it. It's a fine art editing trailers, and there are people whose job it is pure, solely to edit trailers. Mm-hmm. Quite often, you know, the, the uh, production team who make the film have very little to do with making the, making the trailer. And we're going to speak a bit about Inside Llewyn Davis in a little bit. And I, quite often, if, if I want my wife to watch a film with me, I'll mm. show her the trailer before before yeah. watching it. So. And, there's a bit of an annoying thing there because there was a bit of scene to do with what happened to his his partner his, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's in the trailer of John Goodman it, speaking about it to, to him and it's like I quite like the mystery, the mystery about the whole thing that. but yeah, actually definitely. it's in the trailer and I'm, so I know what's going to happen so stuff like that annoys me it must be hard getting trailers right getting that balance because you want to give up give away enough information to entice people to watch it mm. but you know, but that makes a good trailer, doesn't yeah, it? That's the exactly. whole point of it. Um, I think now as well that a big thing, especially with social media and stuff like that, we're getting a lot of just like set photos, you know, yeah. leaked set images and things yeah. like that. So the big one at the minute was I know it's a TV series, but have you seen the um, Pam and Tommy Lee thing? Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah. what's her name, Lily James yeah. as Pam. Yeah. Sebastian Stan, isn't it? Winter Soldiers playing oh. Tommy, Tommy, uh, Tommy Lee. Yeah. Tommy Lee, and they they released those photos, but we've, we've seen a load of like set photos, and especially for like Star Wars and things like that, we see a load of set photos. Yeah. Um, the latest leaks were Thor, Mission Love Impossible, and Thunder, Mission, po- Mission Impossible. Mission we saw Impossible. The, the whole stunt for Mission Impossible, didn't we? Because somebody just filmed it with the phone. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of not. It's hard to kind of take yourself away because it's almost, it's like that, um, what's the word, what's the phrase, it's not like looking at a car crash because it's slightly different, but you, you kind of got to look at it, do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, definitely, and it's, of course you know. Yeah, cool. absolutely. So, cheers John, thanks for that, good question. Mm. Dave, have you got a question for me? Mm. Can I have a napkin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Greg, I do. What the hell is coming up on this 51st episode of Dads on Film here from the beautiful light cinema in Stockport? Well, next up we're going to speak about this week's movie train. We're going to get back on that train. We have stopped. Choo-choo. <laughs> uh, it's um, the, the station inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> Lever loves this. <laughs> He's like, it's in 3D! It's in 3D! Um, <laughs> the biggest fanboy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely pissing himself. <laughs> yeah, inside Lewin Davis, we're going to speak about that. Then we've got this week's film news, and we have got some film news that we have gained over the last few days, yeah. I believe, David. Yeah. yeah. Then, we're, then we're going into the screen, and we're going to see this week's new release, Those Who Wish Me Dead. I was so sorry to you. Another one that we've seen at the cinema this week is Raya and the Last Dragon. Then we've got uh, Lever's Lockdown, Tenet, which is really strange because Lever's here with us. He's most <laughs> definitely not locked down. Uh, then we are getting back aboard that train and <laughs> taking, taking, whose choice of all? Uh, uh, well, well, we'll see, we'll see. See if, if anybody here wants to uh, give us a tenuous link for uh, yeah, the movie train. We're going to choose our line for the movie train to take. Is through right, right through till next week. I'm stumbling my words a little bit. Try and get a return ticket eventually and, and go oh, back to oh, No Country Troll for all Nice, <laughs> yeah. But what we'll do is just we'll pass through and wave as we go <laughs> as we go through. <laughs> passing, passing through No Country for All Men. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll stop some. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. We can, t- we can take this. After reading, can... stopping through. No country for old men. <laughs> we've got, of course, we've uh, at got. Least we find ourselves funny. <laughs> we've got what's on the box this week, and uh, yeah, that, and that's a show. Is that a show? Mm. That's a show. It is. Episode 51. It's like Bane then. <laughs> you want to sound like Bane? Yes, I've got a pepperoni. Movie train. Just pulled up into Inside Lewin Davis Station. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> just pulled up Inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> for, those, for those who aren't familiar with the movie train, it's a new feature we started last week to sort of evolve homework. So what we do is go from station to station, each station mm. being a film and each line being a connection between those two films. Correct. So we did our last homework, what was our last homework, No Country for Old Men, and we have made the link uh, with the Coen brothers, and you uh, suggested going to... Inside Lewin Davis, which is one I've not really heard about, but it's a 2013 build as a black comedy. Now, it's definitely, if it's black comedy, it's ever so slight, the sort of yeah, black comedy. Um, there are elements there, mm, certainly. It's one of the, it's, I say it's like an off comedy, because it's it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it's not trying to be. And yeah. I don't think there's much there that's particularly dark. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So you've got Oscar Isaac who plays Lewin Davis. It's set in the 1960s, New York, and he is like um, a folk folk singer mm. and guitarist. And all you know is that he, he did have a, a partner he played with, but he's not with him anymore. And it's all set on this sort of folk music scene. And you've got his friend, Jim, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And his partner, Jim's partner, Carrie Mulligan. Mm. <laughs> his uh, partner is Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> She's aged partner, really yeah. well. <laughs> who, who plays Jean? Well, actually, if I, okay, let's let's go with that. So, uh, Oscar Isaac, yeah, Poe, yeah, mm. Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, Carrie Mulligan, promising young woman. Yeah. <laughs> so really, Poe musician, sofa surfs. <laughs> He's trying to get his break, but nothing seems to be going right. He gets promising young woman pregnant. And that's that's Justin Timberlake's <laughs> missus. <laughs> um, and he kips on Kylo Ren's sofa, then hitches a ride with, then hitches a ride with Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yes, yeah, I like that. That's good. That's that good. pretty much sums the film. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's this, it's this very sort of like a very gentle sort of journey of how he sort of goes about. He meanders about sofa, sofa surfs. He's trying, mm. he's trying to get this break. It's very music driven. So the music's worth mentioning is all mm. done by. Marcus Mumford, isn't it? Yeah, it's Marcus Mumford and it's whoever I said last week. Uh, I can't remember what they're but called. The great thing is, ev- nothing's lip synced. Everything yeah. that you see on screen, all the performances mm. you see on screen, are done live. So it, even obviously Justin Timberlake, but Kerry Mulligan, mm. all of them, that as you see them. Uh, even oh, Adam oh, Driver oh. with his backing vocals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't shoot me into outer space. Outer space. Uh, oh. So I love how much the music's such a part of the film. In that, the songs sort of play in full. So when you get a musical piece, you mm. get the entire entirety, be it three, four minutes of that musical piece played yeah. out. So it's almost got like a musical feel to it. Although it's not something like everyone stops and breaks breaks out of song. But yeah. There's a context to why, why there's music happening. Yeah, yeah. I am not the front of the queue for Marcus uh, for Mumford and Sons. Mm. Um, sort of far from it. I think you sort of know that. But the soundtrack is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it like, is absolutely spot on. It's gorgeous. The, the music is gorgeous. Uh, I think 
didn't realise Oscar Isaac was a talented musician, but he's really he is. Good, I don't know yeah. whether it was whether he was before this, presumably. Yeah, he's in another film before this, a fairly small film, because this is the first thing I'd really heard of him in and seen him in. Mm. Uh, but he was in a film before this where he. Play, he plays guitar and sings, so they've obviously seen that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, he auditioned and things like that. But he's, you yeah. know, he has got the chops for it. That's uh, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and whilst it's not, it, it's not an obvious Coen Brothers film. It has got the hallmarks of Coen Brothers mm. throughout it, and it's don't expect a film where like loads and loads go, go, go on. There's loads and loads goes on. There's a journey, and he's about. He's trying to sort of find his way. He's very lost, isn't he? And he's, mm. uh, you know, uh, having sort of lost, you know parted with his band, band mate, shall we say, he's trying to sort of find his way, trying to find a break, trying to find some sort of stability in his life, and, uh, you know, through various different ways, trouble sort of faces him along the way, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a really, really nice film, I did, it didn't blow me away, but it was it was really, really nice, sort of Friday night viewing, very gentle, um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad. I, I like it because it's one of these films where, I think we said in the past with a lot of the films we've watched, for me, if the char- the main character is quite unlikable, mm. then it's hard to really get behind the film. Yeah. Um, you know, I think previous examples were uh, King of Staten Island. Yeah. I really struggled to kind of connect with Pete Davidson's character because he's a bit of a d- to be sure, honest. Sure, yeah. um, however, in this one, Lewin Davis is a real he's a real. B- Let's face it. You know, he sure. he he, uh, he manipulates people. He really uh, he scrounges. He's a freeloader, um, but because he's he's just got this kind of charm to him, right. that it's really really hard to not like him. Yeah. And I think that's what carries the entire film. And it's really really interesting how those dynamics actually work when usually they they wouldn't work. Um, I completely agree with you. There's a real passion for the music. I, I, I just love the soundtrack. There's a particular song on it, um, which actually you hear two versions of it. You hear the duet version with his with his uh, musical partner. It's called Fairly Well, called Dink's song Fairly Well, and yeah. then he does another rendition of it later on. Right. I just love that song. Me and Mark did it at Wardstock a few years ago and things like that. So it's, I do love that film. Um, <clears throat> it's got this pace to it. That kind of I think. There's always something happening, and you're saying like, not a lot goes on. But actually, I'm not sure I agree with that. Considering it's a fairly like small, self-contained film, I think quite a lot happens as a lot of stuff goes on. Um, and I think it sort of it reminds me that it's got that pace. It's almost like that kind of jazz, like beat poem sort of thing of you know of the of the '60s, like that Greenwich Village sort of thing, yeah. uh, which is really really cool. There's a, uh, another sort of person to note in it. We really liked Adam driving it. I really love John Goodman turning up doing this maniac performance. You know, John Goodman's a, a Coen Brothers go-to, um, and he's he's having an absolute ball, hamming it up as this deranged jazz musician. It's great. But the other person to know doing something a little bit different to Kerry Mulligan. Um, and again, she's having a ball as like the angriest woman in the world. And I think there's one line that she says, and I think it's it's um, I can't really say it at this second. I'm gonna maybe I'll just pause <laughs> and then there's children walking past. But there's a line that she says, which I think sort of summarizes the whole film and summarizes Lewin as as a character. She just says, um, <laughs> "You're like King Midas's idiot brother. Everything you touch turns to." Sh- <laughs> that just sums it up but yeah, yeah, yeah really really great performance from Officer Isaac but it's the music the character film for me I, I really like it what we didn't speak about is the pl- um, wonderful plot device of the cat that we, oh uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it gives it all the, almost this farcical element so you've mm. got the uh, I mean it, well, as Lever, what did you say was the uh, inside Lewin Davis you said what isn't there a all the way through it I uh 
It's like, only thing I remember, isn't it just a cat all the way through it? <laughs> yes, there is. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a really smart little move. Well, I think that's quite, you know, it's, it's almost the cat's a bit of a metaphor of it escaping from its home. So he's so certain he's mm. looking at someone's house, the cat escapes, he ends up getting locked out, he ends up having to take this cat with him, and then he's sort of like, this cat's his whole sole responsibility yeah. sort of thing that he's trying to look after, and that sort of escapes, and it becomes a plot device throughout the whole film, this sort of reappearance of the cat, and, you know, whether it's the same cat or yeah. is it... It, you know, um, so it's yeah, it's 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 really really nice. It, it's it's nuanced. That's why I like it. It's yeah. not you know, it's it, it's quite subtle, and uh, yeah, it, it's really gentle. Brilliant. Would you say, Greg, this film is Ted or The Phantom Thread, which we didn't watch? <clears throat> I will go for. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're supposed to watch that, weren't we? Yeah, leave a set of us, and then we were like, oh, we're not. Uh, oh no, we said it was on it was on TV over Christmas, and we were going to watch it, and then we we're like, now nah, leave you watch it. For <laughs> we didn't want to watch it. I'll go for Ted, please. Fantastic, me too. Where can we see this film, Greg? It is available to rent uh, the usual places, £3.50. Fantastic. Yeah. Good stuff. This is the... News. I it is. Feel news. like we're news here today. Uh, <laughs> it, it does. It does feel like it, Gregory. Thank you. Thank you for making that comment. Um, right. Okay. So, in the past three days since we've seen each other, there's been a little bit of news actually. Okay. Um, first one, and I think this is going to be like an ongoing thing, isn't it? As we mentioned a few weeks ago, um, the late, the latest Knives Out two news. Kate Hudson has joined the cast. Um, so, it's, I've got a sort of mixed feelings about Kate Hudson sometimes because she's. She was really good in like almost famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done a lot of rom coms and things like that, which you know it's fine. But she was in that music film, oh, yeah, which yeah. I just can't forgive anyone for being involved in that film. Although Leslie Odom Jr. was in it, wasn't it? And he's oh, just signed off on the knives out oh, too. Yeah, so. um, I just yeah, I've got issues with that. <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, there we go. The, the cast is getting bigger and better, which is you know it's really really cool, really interesting. Um, second bit of news, yep. and I don't know how I feel about this one. So it's been announced the Luther movie really? is filming in September. I just think, just leave stuff alone. Yeah. Like it's a TV show for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like uh, I didn't I didn't watch it. I'm not really that bothered about it. But like Downton Abbey, the movie. Why do you really need a Downton Abbey movie? No. Do you know what I mean? There's, so there's no good reason for it, is there? Well, the thing about Luther is they took the Luther too, too far anyway. First few seasons of Luther, amazing. Mm. Really, really into it. Idris Elba becomes an icon. Yeah. And once Idris Elba has become an icon, that's when it started going down. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm fully up to date with it. Um, oh, maybe one. I am. I don't know. The last it's one was got, got Star Lord's mum in the last series. I'm not sure. Um, I remember a bit, there was a big thing in a big abandoned building where someone's hanging down in the middle of yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So I, I must be up to date, but it wasn't very, very memorable. Mm-hmm. I always remember that one episode, and it was in like an early season of Luther, and there's a guy kind of like hiding under the beds. Remember yeah. that, and he's bald, and he just sort of slides yeah. out. It's really creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but the, but again, it's, I've got nothing against it. It's a really good. It's a re- I, the, I guess you say the first few seasons, really good uh, TV show, really really creepy, but like a nice psychological thing. Great cast as well. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, just I don't I just don't get why you no, need to really do this sometimes. But anyway, there we go. Um, okay, next bit. Finally announced, Greg. And okay. I don't. I, you're not really going to care about this, but uh, Hocus Pocus Two has been announced. Woohoo! Well, well, Kevin will be happy, I'm sure. Uh, the the main character in Hocus Pocus is called Zach, yeah. which 
one of the reasons I call my son Zach because all the cool kids in 90s films are called Zach oh, yeah, <laughs> so there you yeah, go yeah. I like Look it kid. I like it good stuff um, um, final bit of news then announced today uh, Henry Cavill Superman yes yes uh, he has signed on for the reboot actually we're not sure if it's a reboot or a, or a sequel or whatever but they're making a new Highlander film okay you were the Highlander the first one no. they're dreadful right <laughs> but they're, uh, they're quite fun yeah um, but uh, yeah, I think Henry Cavill, Cavill, Henry Cavill might be quite nice. Okay, in cool. Because we have the thing with the thing with Henry Cavill is I feel like he's been dealt a bad hand mm. with like Superman and things like that because he's good in these films and all the other films he's in. You know, we really liked him in Man from Uncle. Yeah, I really liked him in um, the Mission Impossible film. Yeah, yeah. In the, you know, with his moustache. So yeah, I have to see what happens with it. To be fair. So, cool. There we go. I like it. And that was the news. So we've been joined by Tom, who's the manager of the Light Cinema in Stockport, is that right? That is true, yeah, how are you? Really good, thank you. Thanks, well, thanks for having us, first yeah. of all. Thanks for pizza. <laughs> yeah, no problem, how was it? It's really good. It's really good. It's good. good. Yeah, amazing. Congratulations, first of all, on being one of the first cinemas to open as soon as you can. And, uh, you know, with all the customers have been anticipating it for ages, you must have been for quite a while. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the second lockdown was a little longer than the first, so it, it was a long, a long time coming. But um, we, we had planned to open on the twenty second, but I think it was made sense just to open up when the government allowed us, and uh, and we can, you know, start start the ball rolling really. So obviously now now we're opened up and everyone's you know I like to think everyone's nice and comfortable back in the cinema. How is the world of cinema kind of responding to the change in habits and the you know, especially now like you know, the more kind of streaming habits and things like that, because, you know, um, whether it's unfortunate, well, I suppose it is unfortunate, we've got to face it, people have got comfortable at home, haven't they? So, you know, how's cinemas adapting to that, do you think? I think, I mean, that's a great question. I think there's certainly, um, with the, the likes of Disney+, Plus that have, have just captured a huge part of the, you know, the streaming platform segment, as, as, as we say, for the home, home watching. But I think there's nothing quite like watching on the big screen. And I think there's nothing quite like being able to get out and do something. And, and one of those things people are, are, you know, are doing is, is coming to watch a film. Thankfully, um, we've got, you know, all our content's now new to, new to cinema, even though it has been on streaming yeah. sites. So um, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Well, you freak like, you you, can, you, you kind of had the opportunity to come earlier in the week, haven't you? So, yeah. And you watched um, Sound of Metal for the second time because we, you wanted to hear it, <laughs> you yeah. know, on the That's Dolby it. Surround Sound. It's not just the visual stuff. thing, it's the sound mm. as yeah. well that you get. I was just seeing Ryan and the Last Dragon before, and you know, the, just the sound of rain, I was just like looking up and down, <laughs> it's amazing. But, um, I mean, clear evidence for the fact that people are thirsty for it is Peter Rabbit 2 today. Tell, tell us sort of how many screens we've got Peter Rabbit 2 today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've got about 16 prints of Peter Rabbit 2 today oh, and all of them have sold out. Now, obviously we're at 50% capacity, yeah. but there's uh, a lot of banging on the door, so that's really great news. So I've never been to the light before because I sort of live kind of towards uh, Wigan Way. So and it's absolutely beautiful. But what do you think is so special about the light? I don't know. I think we've taken what people like about the cinema um, and the, the experience and the sort of the guest journey of it, and just mm. sort of tried to enhance it and really thought of 
all the details from, from ticket purchase to leaving yeah. um, and, and you know trying to shake it up a little bit but um, it, well I think it's comfortable so. yeah it definitely feels it feels different to kind of just your, your normal kind of standard multiplex I suppose it's, it's homely isn't yeah, it yeah homely I think that's the that, you know even just this room we're in with this crazy wallpaper <laughs> and it, but it's just a really nice experience and it's, it is more of like an experience you know than just you know going to the cinema queuing up get your popcorn go and watch the film it is an experience you can come and have some food and have a drink and you know even after the film we've seen people walking out and sitting down and it's quite nice to see that's, a, that's absolutely right yeah. we want to be destinational we want to drive those shoulder times and, yeah. and, and see if people want to come and have some tweety before or after um, and in some nice decor as well yeah <laughs> cool is this Jack we've got everyone yes, else? Jack Jack do you want to come and pull up a few so this yeah. is <laughs> Yeah, another member of staff just joined us. Jack, firstly, how cool is it to be able to work in a cinema? Call a cinema your place of work, because I know you're into film, right? To be quite honest, it's incredible. I mean, every Monday I come in, um, obviously to see whatever's come out recently, or on the Friday, or even just time films with my partner. And there have been times where we've seen four films in a day, wow. just to really kind of make use of my benefits of working here, really, because it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> it's a great environment, great perk, but then also, Great films, yeah. such interesting raw kind of material coming to cinema at the moment. How is it seeing that other side of like the, the kind of the cinema or film industry, I suppose? So behind the scenes is really interesting. You obviously got a lot of different kind of people coming in. So you've obviously got a lot of family and kids films and then you've got a lot of um, obviously more adult films coming out and stuff. So obviously especially with Spiral at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to see the kind of crowd that you have come in and to really get that different kind of um, audience from yeah. all over and just to have that great um, interest in film, having lots of people come in, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, from what you just said, it kind of sounds like you're coming to work on your days off quite often. Jack's got actually got a tent upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Does he ever come in and you have to sort of, actually, can you just get me out of the box? <laughs> Serve some popcorn for a little bit while you're in. More often than you think, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily I've not been asked when I was actually here to watch a film, but uh, no, yeah, I'm here as, as much as I can really, obviously both to help out and obviously to, to see cinema, as we say. Uh, I schedule my Mondays off just to make sure that me and my partner can come down and watch films, so ready to come in on Monday <laughs> next week to get started again. Really difficult question then, Jack. Like, for you, I mean, Growing up, what were your what were your sort of main films, maybe main directors, maybe or something like that? What is your bread and butter? Oh, okay. So we're talking. I've I grew up with an eighties mum, so uh, we're talking Karate Kid, Back to the Future, uh, all the classic raw films. But then, just as growing older, obviously James Bond. Watched yeah. all of those. Got their kind of the golden collection, as it were. Um, Star Wars, obviously fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones, all sorts. So I was never the big car car buff. I enjoyed the odd kind of foreign film. Yeah. But uh, it was always about the action kind of flicks, all these hero kind of movies, at least as a kid anyway. Yeah. But yeah, always loved anything really, especially here, I'll kind of see anything if it's on. <laughs> so what have we got to look forward to in the next coming weeks then for here at the Light Cinema? Oh. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, you <answer> this. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave this to John. <laughs> so, um, big, big stuff coming. So we've got a lot of kids films coming out obviously, so we've got... Um, Crude's coming out in uh, July, along with uh, Spirit, the reawakening. I believe that's like yeah. a Netflix adaptation of the original. Um, and then we've got things... Cruella, end of the month. Yes, exactly, Cruella at the end of the month. Which we're hearing quite good things about. It, did, it didn't look great, but the uh, I think the first initial reactions are 
people say it's really, really good. Yeah, it's yeah. a very different adaptation on it. It's really interesting to see her side of it, because mm. especially from that trailer, kind yeah. of seeing her as a bit of a downtrodden kind of person and kind of going, do you know what? No, I'm going to fight back. Why yeah. are getting Emma Stone to do it? I feel like she's had such a wide range of versatility with, with what she's done yeah. recently. And obviously, Disney are getting their claws into anyone decent that they can. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, then we've got things like The Conjuring, um, Quiet Place Part 2, yeah. things we've been waiting for for a really long time. You've got a double bill coming up. Here, it's sold out, we're going to get a second one on oh, very soon. Good, yeah. Good, because I've not made it. I've not made it to booking time for the first one. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots lots of really, really good, interesting stuff. And obviously we've unfortunately had a couple pushbacks, but we've obviously got things like Bond coming out um, end of September, start of October. Yeah. Uh, things pushed back to next year, like the 355, uh, Rumble, obviously another kids movie, but lots of really, really interesting raw stuff to come. Really, really excited about it. Fast and Furious 22, is it now? <laughs> <laughs> that's, been, that's been just we, we brought forward, actually, a couple of weeks. In June, so that's yeah, yeah, yeah. mid June, that one, isn't it? Yeah, since the enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> cool. Well, we're, we're gonna have to get going into our screen and we're gonna see in um, what we see those who wish me dead, those who wish me dead, uh, in a short while. Um, so thank you so much, Tom, for having us. Thank you, Jack, for chatting to us. Really appreciate it. Yep. We've done it. We've finally, well, I suppose you've watched a few films this week, but I've done it. <laughs> We've uh, finally watched a film. Back in the cinema. Back how, in the cinema. Firstly, how did you find it being back in the cinema? It was lovely. I got my popcorn, I got my big drink, sat next to you and Lever. Yeah. Where else would I want to be? <laughs> exactly. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. So, those who wish me dead, we've mm. got Angelina Jolie. Uh, we've got Aidan Gillen, mm. Nicholas Holt, yeah, John Bernthal, uh, Tyler Perry, <laughs> right, good, Prince Harry's mate. <laughs> I, that's so, I, mean, I find that so strange. Yeah, yeah. Prince Harry's mate. Um, I find who, that really that's, weird. That's who he, they went to go and live with when they moved to LA. That's so strange because he makes all those nonsense, you know, Medea films. You know, Medea. Right, no, 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 right. So there's like ten of these films, and he basically plays an old lady oh, really? called Medea, right. and it's like Medea's Halloween, Medea's. Right. Crazy, you know, whatever. And there's loads of these films, but they do so well in America. So he's mates with um, Tyler Pe- uh, mates with Meghan Markle. Meghan, mm. Meghan Markle, that's easy for you to say. Fair enough. Um, I think he produced this. I might be wrong. Mm. Uh, he does produce a lot, to be honest. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you got a pretty stellar cast. Right, first up, I'm just going to say, I know it's not, quote, a good film. <laughs> Far from it. It's trashy, it's derivative. It's like a derivative action film by numbers, really. Mm. Uh, but I've really enjoyed myself watching it and I think very quickly if I was at home watching that I probably would have turned it off but uh, some, I think that if you want to have a film to welcome you back to the big screen it's that sort of it's got all the action tropes it's ridiculous it's so sort of like contrived in yeah. the so Angelina Jolie's character Hannah she's a fire marshal and she's got this trauma because there was an incident where she made the wrong decision and three people died so straight up you're like well she's got a motive to cliffhanger uh, <laughs> yeah exactly to, to put herself in the line of fire in order to save someone else you mm. know that's going to happen later down the line redemption <laughs> song <laughs> um, yeah um Obviously, it's, it's really, 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 really cliched. And you've got, for some unknown reason that never properly gets explained, you've got these two hitmen, Aidan Gillen, Nicholas Holt, who are have been sort of 
again, I can't think of the right word, but I'm going to use the word commissioned again. They are hired. They're hired. There you go. <laughs> hired to to kill this dad and son for some reason, something to do with uh, forensic accountancy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good at that. Yeah. And so they they burn this house down, gas fire thing. The dad realizes him and his son need to go on the run. The interceptor. I think this is early. It's early enough. It's not too much of a spoiler to say Dad mm. dies. Yeah. Son is therefore on the run. Yeah. Who does he cross paths with? Angelina Jolie. Oh my gosh. Who's got this sort? Who of, else would you want to cross yeah. paths with? <laughs> who's got this sort of like um, you know this this um, has a has a has a what do you call it? An account to settle with the devil. Yeah. How do you say it like yeah. that? There you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then sort of like action ensues. It's. <laughs> It was naff, from start to finish. But I, I actually found it funny. I, I actually found it enjoyable to the extent that it was really funny. Hmm. Um, what do you reckon? I completely agree with you from what you said at the very beginning. It's like it, it's a perfect film to, to come back to the cinema yeah. to see. And this is the first film I've seen in the cinema since Saint Maud right, in September. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, it was ridiculous. It really, really was ridiculous, but it had kind of everything you want. It had the action, it had the heart, I suppose, yeah. and that all that kind of emotion. What else do you want from a film? But if I'm breaking into it a little bit more, um, do you think this film's set in America, Greg? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. America. America. <laughs> Everybody's wearing like Under Armour. Everyone's yeah. like, um, you know, the the Aldrich Budweiser yeah. and all, all yeah. this sort of stuff. So. You know, it was pretty ridiculous. It has got one of the most stupid lines I've ever heard in a film. So Shane, I'm calling him Shane, because yeah, it's John yeah. Bernthal from uh, Walking Dead. He says to uh, his his police chief, who was really <laughs> eating steak in the mornings with his cowboy hat on yeah, and stuff, yeah, um, he says, he was married to my sister. The kid's my nephew. <laughs> That's usually, yeah. that's usually how this works actually yeah, yeah. let me just explain to you how the family yeah. setup works here Shane um, yeah and how convenient that Shane and his wife run a survival school mm. and um, what do you think they need to do survive, survive obviously yeah, yeah obviously survive yeah. and uh, this this is the type of this is the type of couple who every other word they refer to themselves as baby yeah baby yeah we're having a baby baby yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know it's very very cringe and, and and she, the, the wife goes to the to the shed to, to decide on oh a mode God. of transport and it goes dirt bike quad bike horse I'll take you, you. <laughs> So, as you can imagine, it's very, very cheesy. It's got, you know, there's so many tropes in it. That you yeah. Go, oh, really? Okay. Like, leave it. I'm leave just, it. Come and join us and tell yeah. us what you think of it. Come and just. Yeah. So, I was saying it's kind of everything you expect, leave it. You know, there's one point Angelina Jolie is in this tower. She walks out and uh, all these clouds and there's lightning and she says, there's a storm coming. Yeah. And my God. <laughs> Was there a storm coming, Greg? It's, it's the bit for me where Shane sees the fire, yeah. stops his car, gets out of his car, slowly walks around to the front of you thinking, pick up the radio. Just <laughs> <laughs> like stares in space, like, what are, they, what are they doing? Yes, there was a lot of uh, heavy staring going on throughout the film, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what did you make of it, all in all? There was, there was bits I enjoyed. Um, it was very, it wasn't the most um, subtle of uh, productions, was it? But, um, there, there were bits I enjoyed, like I enjoyed um, Nicholas Holt and Littlefinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought their, their sort of hitmen characters were kind of good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it just felt like 
maybe three different films all put together. Like they've yeah. got the they've got the Angelina Jolie story and thought, okay, this is a nice tragic redemption story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the Aidan Gillen and uh, about a boy yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the two hitmen chasing through the wilderness. All right, I like that. And then there's kind of the Shane story as well. But and they thought. Let's chuck them all together. How, how do you feel about the fact they never really explained why they were after? Um, I right? feel like, to be fair, couldn't care less. They, they, they explained as much as they needed to, which I reckon. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think it was needed because at, at the end of the day, the entire point of the film was the chase and the yeah. whole survival yeah. thing yeah. of yeah. it, wasn't it? So for me, I just didn't really believe any of it I didn't no. believe that Angelina Jolie was a firefighter no I didn't, I didn't really maybe I kind of believe John Bernthal's a, a sheriff right maybe yeah Aidan Gillen <laughs> that's his name Aidan Gillen yeah I think it's Is I it? think it's hard whoever it is a little finger as a hitman although he was quite good but I just yeah. you know he's quite creepy wasn't he but I just, yeah. I just didn't believe any of it no. Angelina Jolie's wig I didn't believe <laughs> so it was just yeah come on it, it, it definitely wasn't of, a masterpiece was it one of the I don't know about you two but one of my least favourite bits of that was what was the bit with the whole lightning storm where she's running <laughs> through the field and I just looked at Greg who teaches physics. <laughs> is this real? Was that, that, that just doesn't happen ever. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. What? It was ridiculous. And yeah, it's several bolts and yeah, put it in like a minefield. And then what happens when she gets struck? It just conveniently just stops all the lightning because they sit oh, yeah. in the field and have a conversation. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. So oh my that, And one little thought for that kid as well. The poor kid. Right. That kid is going to grow up to be so messed up. <laughs> He's watched his dad. Yeah. Die in the car and then get about hundred bullets put into yeah. him. He's and seen Angelina Jolie kill the guy from about a boy <laughs> with, a with an axe, axe pickaxe. <laughs> His mum already died of cancer. Oh, yeah, Jesus Jesus. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be one messed up kid if he gets through all this. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Not good, but I tell you what, boys. Enjoyed being in the cinema with you. Yeah. Enjoyed being back. Thought we had a, had a wonderful time. So thanks for your company. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nothing beats the experience of actually being here. <laughs> Gregory, would you say this film is The Hurt Locker or The Rocker, which is a really bad uh, Mark Wahlberg film? I've not seen The Rocker, but can we go with that? Of course you can. Leave her. I want to ask you it. I can kind of feel like sitting on the fence. Oh, you can't can't do that. Yeah, The Rocker then. Good, good stuff. Fantastic. Where can we see this film, Greg? (laughs) You can see it at the Light Cinema in Stockport. Okay, so this week's Social Edu PG Tips is the kind of new uh, yeah. Disney release, I suppose. So this is uh, it's Raya and the Last Dragon, yeah? Is that yeah, Raya? spelled Raya, Raya. Raya, it's pronounced Raya. I don't Raya. know if that's an Americanism or... Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so this film came out on Disney Plus on the premium service a few months ago and it was like £18 yeah. to buy. But, um, you know... Brilliantly, obviously, as the cinemas are open, you can now go and see it in the cinema, and actually, it's coming to uh, for free on Disney Plus next yeah. next month. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to give us a little bit of a setup, Greg, if you can? Okay. Yeah. So, Disney Disney Animation Studios. So this is where um, where we got Frozen, as opposed yeah. to getting things like the Toy Story and yeah. Inside Out and Soul and that. Um, so it's Don Hall, so he's director and writer. He co-directed Moana, uh, and I think he directed Big Hero Six as well. So he's, yeah. that's sort of the sort of stock he's coming from, and. What what you got is very sort of South Asian inspired, inspired sort of 
fantastical land uh, called Commandra. Is mm, that right? Commandra, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everything's very oriental, and it's all based around this river that's shaped like a dragon. And what's happened years ago is you've got um, all the dragons died, and mm. uh, and, went, and all the energy from the dragons got put into an orb, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> of course it did. And, yeah. and because there was a choice made between humans and dragons or something yeah. like that, and all the humans got split up into six tribes. Yeah. Some, and uh, anyway, 500 years later, this orb's here, and this... Um, Bloke's trying to train his daughter to yeah. protect the orb and, mm. and things like that. And, and ultimately, they want to kind of bring everyone back together and unite everyone. Yeah. Um, there's Dad puts on this big meal thing. He wants to bring all the tribes together. Some sort of betrayal. Orb gets broken into six parts. It's really bizarre to... <laughs> it's to, a really to, odd story, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Uh, everyone's got a bit of this orb with dragon energy into it. Yeah. Um, so Rhea goes on a quest, having a dad being petrified... <laughs> because there's the, 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 the baddies in this film are these crazy like it's like the smoke monster off lost it's like yeah like smoke monster off <laughs> lost or the kind of alien things off um, Edge of Tomorrow yeah, yeah, the Tom yeah. Cruise one uh, yeah. and when they get you they, you basically turn to stone aren't you? it's yeah. like He-Man that's yeah, what it was in yeah, He-Man it. wasn't it yeah so, exactly yeah. Um, so you know what sort of follows is th- this film should be everything I hate in the you know uh, it's it, it's too fantastical for my liking usually um, you know I, I, I couldn't really sort of I wouldn't normally be able to buy into this sort of like ho- whole otherworldly dragons and all this sort of business but for me it was it was quite funny in, in parts it was clever it was warm hearted there was tragedy in there as well mm. um, and it manages to somehow at the same time stick into the sort of the Disney formula mm. of, of Disney sort of princess story yeah. it kind of does but also advances it well yeah. enough for the 21st century yeah. so Rhea is you know fantastic sort of heroine uh, role model you know very strong powerful woman but not in a, in a different way to like your, your Mulan really um, it's got elements of it's a bit of a mess in that there's elements of a heist, heist movie in there mm. in parts yeah, yeah, which it's good in a way because they go have to go to these different tribes all around the river, and uh, you know they plan a way to get this. I like they're all like the one of the they're all the different place in the river is where the, they sit on the dragon, so it's yeah. like tail we're going to claw, we're going to, yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. fang. Oh, of course, and hot. You know, I haven't noticed that. No, um, it's absolutely no coincidence that all of these dragons look like unicorns, so it's very yeah. much made. <laughs> For kids, you know, so they much sort of like the long Chinese dragons, but lots of colours. And the main dragon, forget its name, Sizu, Sizora. I think it's Sizu. Sizu, fine. Steve Z, yeah, because yeah, because there's a, a, a Wes Anderson film called Life Aquatic with Steve Sizu, yeah, yeah. and all I had in my head was Bill Murray yeah, right, <laughs> as okay. this dragon. So it is, it's Sizu. Cool. Um, I like. The story as a whole is quite hard to get my head around. I like the writing in terms of the dialogue and things like that. I like the little quips, sort of. Mm. So, is it Naomi, the sort of um, the end, the other oh, yeah, female yeah, yeah. character with the haircut? I'm going to say Naomi. Well, she gets called. She calls a princess undercut at one point, <laughs> which I really liked. Um, there's a real nice message throughout it about peace and diplomacy, yeah. and you know, and that sort of rung through quite strongly for me. I thought the score was really, really good. So it's absolutely not one of Disney's best, but I think there's a lot of really good things to say about it. My daughter was just wide-mouthed on the edge of a seat, just like absolutely lapping it all up, yeah. finding it all fantastic. Hmm. What did you make of Ryan? So I think 
it's not a bad film by any means, but it's definitely not a Pixar film. That's a, that's a, I think that's the main thing to take away. Although Pixar definitely aren't on top form at the minute, you know, the last onward. few... Onward. So, uh, you liked Soul, but, you know, I yeah. think we can both agree it's not up no. there with the best. No. Um, so this is definitely not a Pixar film. It's, it, you know, it, it, it's more you're tangled, you're frozen. Mm. And that's fine, you know, there's no issues there, and it knows what it is. It's not trying to be, you yeah. know, one of the, the other films. Um, I quite like that the they show their influences quite heavily in terms of, you know, looking to make that female, strong female character. You know, obviously there's a Mulan influence there. There's a Tomb Raider. There's Tomb Raider in there as well. To a certain certain extent, there's a bit of Game of Thrones in there with the kind of, dra- of riding of the dragons and that, and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I also liked is it, it's definitely one of especially Disney's more cinematic films um, you know the fights are really well choreographed and they look great um, the, the, you know the, the whole river sequences and things like that are really really yeah. nice um, however it's not not that accessible for me I know obviously that we always say this coming from a 32 year old none of these are going to be particularly accessible but I actually think for you know children it's not one of the most accessible films accessible films because even like you know the first the first 10 minutes is all exposition and it's really really hard to follow I was like what the hell is this film about okay who's that what's this tribe called and why do they do this and it was really really difficult so I think pe- you know, people especially children would really really struggle to actually get on board with it I suppose um, sometimes the animation was absolutely beautiful sometimes it wasn't I think I actually picked up on like there's some little bits and I was like actually it's really janky that it doesn't look actually that good it looks a little bit you know more kind of Clone Wars or Thomas the Tank or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. the two the four <laughs> um, but you know there were times where it looked really really nice I like that kind of like almost like oil effect that the the, the dragons have you know that, that was sort of like those like unicorny colours but sure. it's kind of a bit oily isn't it but yeah, I, I quite liked that um, I did think at times I just sort of put is it trying a bit too hard you know, to be this kind of Disney, this this Disney film, this Disney princess film, and I think sometimes it just didn't quite live up to the mm-hmm. expectations, I suppose. Yeah. But there's definitely a lot to love. You know, Kelly Marie Tran from uh, you know we know her from uh, Star Wars, yeah. the, the, the last two Star Wars films. Yeah. She was really really good as Raya. Um, I do I do find Aquafina a little bit annoying yeah. from time to time. Who plays yeah. Izu the the dragon? Yeah. But you know, it was what it was. I think you know little girls are probably going to like it more but I don't think as I say it was, it was quite as accessible as let's say Frozen or something like yeah, that yeah, sure. so there we go where can we see this film Greg? well it's available in cinemas now it's mm-hmm. also available for a premium fee on Disney Plus but you might as well be spending any money at the moment coming to cinemas uh, yeah. until you know well, I know it's on Disney Plus for free down the line but yeah get yourself some cinemas definitely there we go cool So, who are we talking to, guys? Um, I'm Izzy. I'm Ethan. So, do you guys come to the cinema a lot? I mean, obviously, pre-lockdown. Pre-lockdown, probably once a month. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So cool. It's quite, you know, it's quite. It's more than some people. Some people just don't go to the cinema. Which I don't understand that. Absolutely. Well, cinema. that was going to be my next question. So obviously, we're in habits now of watching a lot of stuff through streaming services online. What is it that obviously first week the cinemas are open and you're back here? What is it about the cinema that sort of brought you guys back here? It's just 
the atmosphere yeah. more and more. Yeah. It's like being sat in front of a huge screen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the experience as well, like getting to watch it with so many other people. I yeah. don't know, it feels more emotional. It does definitely, and especially when you're watching, sorry, when, when, when you're watching like a comedy or like a horror and things like that, I think watching it with other people, it's more of an experience, isn't it? You kind of, uh, you know, yeah. I, I know I've watched a film like a comedy in the cinema and laughed so much because everybody else is there. And then watched it at home and thought, oh, this is rubbish. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not funny at all, do you know what I mean? So it is a really nice experience. Great. So you, you chose to watch Judas and the Black Messiah today. What was it that drew you to that? Who chose? Uh, me. Yeah, yeah. it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched. Well, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I, I heard about it and I heard. Um, I heard Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya yeah. obviously won the Oscar for it. Yeah. And then I decided to watch the trailer. I was like, well, what's all the hype around? And I saw it was. Um, Obviously, a film around the Black Panthers and about in the 60s times. I take a personal interest in the whole Cold War stuff and that sort of era. So I thought, do you know what, let's go and see something, you know, that something... Because I, I've never been to watch a film sort of like based around racism, stuff like that. I'd yeah. normally go and see, you know, action films or superhero films. So I thought, why don't we go and watch something, you know, different, something, you know, out of our comfort box, out of our uh, comfort zone. Um, yeah, and, and did you know, because I mean, before I watched it, I knew very little about the Black Panther movement. Um, I think the first time really, I'm quite ignorant to it. Did you watch Trial of Chicago 7? No, no, I've, I, I know roughly the story about it, but, but I haven't seen it. touches on them in there, but did you know about the Black Panthers before you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I knew. We, I knew. About it. we take media A level together, oh, nice. and we learn about it as a part. You know, Beyonce? Yep. And her music and her formation. There's lots of inspiration from the Black Panther. Brilliant. Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing. Go on then, what did you make of it? It was amazing. It was amazing. It's just so yeah. sad to know it's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. when you leave the theatre and you think, oh, right, that actually happened. Yeah. yeah. And from reports, it's it's really close to you know how it actually happened, because I think it's based on his wife's book, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think, she, I, I think she supervised some of the scripts um, quite, quite a way through. She's, yeah. Because she's, she's in it at the end, she's in that flat, isn't she? She's yeah. one that survives yeah, yeah. in the flat yeah. at the end. It's yeah. quite a while since I've watched it. Um, but yeah, oh, brilliant. And um, and so you've got Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield as well, who, again, could have easily been in running for... In fact, he was. When was he in the running for? I think, it was, the, I think well. it was the BAFTA. Was it the BAFTA? They were both, the they were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Maybe it was the Oscars? Yeah. I can't yeah. need to look into it, but Daniel Kaluuya won, obviously, yeah. didn't he? And he, well, what do you think about his performances? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's such a varied actor, you know, you just got to look at films like Get Out. Yeah. Um, um, even Black, you know, Black Panther, the yeah. uh, the Marvel yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so so varied in the way he acts. So obviously, so the Keith Stanfield, everything he's been in. Yeah. Um, they're both amazing actors. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it's, sorry, sorry, I was going to say, have you seen Queen and Slim at all? Queen and Slim came out last year. That's another uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, that's another really, really good. Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya started in Skins. Do you know what Skins? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I thought maybe maybe we're, we're, we're a bit too old for you guys to because we watched Skins when it was. When we were the age of the people <laughs> in skins, um, so yeah, he was in that, and he wasn't even like a particular main character, was he? No, and Nicholas Holt, who we've just we've just yeah, seen, we've just in seen those in which is dead, yeah, and Death Patel as well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, cool. I'm really glad, glad you enjoyed it because it's. Uh, you know, it's not an easy watch, and it's not one of those you kind of wa- you don't kind of walk out of that film and say, "I really, really enjoyed that film," because it is quite tough, isn't it? It's more of an experience, I suppose. But I'm, I'm really glad you liked it. Is this your regular cinema then? Is this your local where you come back to? This and Cineworld. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what is it about the light cinema that you think is is special? It's just the chairs. The chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cool chairs, aren't they? I 
think it's more, it's, it seems more personal, if you know what I mean. Like, Cine World is obviously a huge, huge company. Yeah. Whereas, and the design. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's, it's wallpaper, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so different and just yeah. enjoyable place to be, obviously. Fantastic. It's really cool. nice to hear that uh, you've enjoyed it, but obviously you love coming to the cinema as well, because you know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, thanks so much for joining yeah. us. Amazing. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
and obviously the Coen Brothers was the link to Inside Lewin Davis, or it could be one of those actors. It could be, I don't know. It's set in New York, it, like you know, it could be that. It's a you know, it's, it's not a musical, but it's about folk music, so something like that. So maybe go, maybe I go away and have a little think about it, and then <laughs> I think I've got one for you. Actually, right, I believe it's called A Marriage Story, the one yeah. with um, oh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Fantastic oh, film. I believe it was either a BAFTA or an Academy Award winner. Yeah. Yeah. it was fantastic. No, it's, the, it's Noah Baumbach, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's Scarlett Johansson, right. Adam Driver. I've not seen it. Adam Driver in a very different role, so yeah. that's yeah. completely. Yeah. yeah. So real. So we'll fantastic. go away and watch that for next week and talk about that for next week. All right then, Greg, we're going to struggle a little bit this week, aren't we, with uh, what's on the box, because we're actually recording this on Saturday, <laughs> six yeah. days before really the film is released, so we don't have many options. However, what is on the box for you this week? Dude. Ah, uh, <laughs> dude. Totally. <laughs> no, it's like, dude, what's my car? Where's your car, dude? <laughs> dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? <laughs> I've not seen it in a very long time. It's on at 2.20 in the morning on Bit Jesus, film four. it uh, is awful. Yeah, it is, but it takes me back. It's, bit, it's a bit of, um, what's it? What's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia. Nostalgia, that's the word I'm looking for. 2.20 in the morning, Ashton Kutcher, Sean William Scott, uh, dude, where's my car? Um, proper teenage, like, well, it would have been when we were teenagers. Yeah, 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 yeah. it probably was. Just naff. But so, fun teenage film. So, what, what are you going to do at two twenty in the morning? <laughs> I'm going to watch Dude Where's My Car. And then on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so bad. The <laughs> continuum transfunctioner. <laughs> Why do I know all this? Shit? Don't know. Zoltan. I think that's it. Oh my I'm not god! Sure. What a bad film. Um, that's so bad. Yeah, that's the one, isn't it? With the tattoos. Yeah. Dude, what does mine say? <laughs> Dude, what does no, sweet. sweet, what does man say? Dude, what does man say? <laughs> oh my That's god. Wow, um, wow, wow, wow. Cool, what is on the box for you? Okay, I'm, I'm going to go uh, maybe a little bit controversial on this one, but uh, at 10.45pm uh, tonight, so Friday night, yeah. I'm going to go for, and it's not the best one, but it's a nice little, you know, there's a lot to like in there, I'm yeah. going for Avengers Age of Ultron. You know what, I spotted that, mm. but I thought... What a weird one to have mm. out of just randomly on BBC. But I suppose it's hard now because there's so many films. It's like, well, mm. you know, we've got to show one, but we can't just, yeah, you know, they can't like commit to 22 films I, I in a. I recommend anyone watching it just one randomly yeah. out of sync like that. But, um, <laughs> I said this about the girl from work, didn't I? She's just watching these. Her friend comes around every every week, and they just watch yeah, yeah, yeah. a random Marvel film. She's like, like, I watched Ant Man last night. It's like, great. Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen Endgame? Yes. <laughs> I suppose Age of Ultron. I suppose. Is it the start of phase two? Is it? Um, or near maybe or three. I don't. I can't remember. It's the one so. where Viz was created. Um, yeah, Vision comes into it in that one, and obviously Scarlet Witch and. Yeah. Quicksilver as well. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway, there we go. That's what we're watching. Let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week. Hi, it's Greg. 
please leave a message unless you're Dave because I'll speak to you enough yo boy so it's uh, very early hours of the morning but I've just finished Army of the Dead I thought I'd send you a little voice message about it um, so yeah as you can expect it's a very balls out uh, Zack Snyder zombie film uh, 20, nearly 20 years since Dawn of the Dead remake which actually I really enjoyed um, and I think he's trying to replicate that obviously to a certain extent but it's pretty crazy Like, so it's set um, so there's been a zombie outbreak it's been contained in Vegas um, and then basically there's going to be a nuke that comes down, obviously there's a nuke that's coming down in like four days or something and it's gonna vaporize all the zombies so um dave batista is an ex sort of military he's won like one like the purple heart or something like that uh he gets approached by this casino owner and basically there's 200 million dollars in a vault underneath the strip in vegas and um that's that his insurance is already covered so basically, it's it's free money. Uh, he can have I don't know fifty million of it or something if he retrieves it. But they've got four days before this nuke. Obviously, that time getting uh, gets uh, you know cut short. Whatever. But there you go. Um, so yeah, Batista has to put together a renegade team of mercenaries or and a safe cracker and a pilot or whatever to go and get this uh, this money. So. First thing, stylistically, it's very Zack Snyder. You know, you've got your you've got your uh, your slow mo, but actually, it's sort of used in a slightly better way than uh, a slightly less kind of dramatic, ridiculous way, as in uh, what's it called, the Justice League. Um, but it is there. He's got this really weird sort of like focus thing that he's put on a load of scenes where it's almost like a tilt shift sort of thing so only a, a little bit of the shot is actually in focus it's really really strange i don't quite understand why he does it um but anyway there we go so yeah this team this renegade team they've all got the quirks there's a mysterious one there's a tortured one there's a mad one there's a funny one it's just everything you expect from a bunch of unbelievable characters um the story does up the ante from what you'd expect and, and takes what you know about that sort of air quote z- zombie genre. You know, uh, I think what, what, what it sort of does with this one is there's almost like a king zombie who is, uh, you know, a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I suppose intelligent. And uh, if he bites you, you turn into a, a more intelligent one. But then whatever, who cares? Uh, but he is quite foreboding throughout this whole kind of uh, film, I suppose. Uh, Batista is very Batista in it. He's not particularly funny like he is in, you know, Guardians and things like that. He just looks quite annoyed throughout throughout the film. You've got this very, very cheesy dialogue again. Zack Snyder isn't known for his uh, amazing dialogue, but uh, Batista has had tragedy in his past, obviously. Uh, you know, here's a line. He says, every time I look at you, I saw her. Okay, Dave Batista, good. Good, good for you, good for you. Um, yeah... Zombies' hair grows. It's pretty crazy, considering the, fl- the, fl- the flesh decays, the hair grows. Strange. Um, not so subtle use of the Cranberries song Zombie, which is definitely not about zombies. <laughs> it's, you know, I shouldn't really laugh, but it's about, you know, 
IRA and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, Zack Snyder takes things far, you know, just on the surface. It's a song called Zombie. Let's whack it in a zombie film. Um, yeah, I think putting zombies in, in Vegas, Snyder's trying to make some sort of commentary on society. But I'm not quite sure what it is. Uh, but, yeah, so they're the kind of things I didn't really like. What I did like... Um, as I said, that kind of alpha zombie is is pretty menacing. It has got like a dark comedy to it. Um, you know, they step into a lift at one point, like they've escaped loads of zombies. They step into a lift and you can just hear, uh, do you really want to hurt me by Culture Club or by George or whatever. Um, somebody even says, because the alpha's like very like, it's very Greek mythology and all that sort of stuff. Somebody just says, uh, was that zombie wearing a goddamn cape? That's pretty funny. Uh, Batista just looks like he's from Gears of War, which is pretty funny. Pretty cool. It is brutal. It is gross. You know, if you're not into that sort of thing, don't go into this. Expect, you know, <laughs> don't go into this suspecting, you know, you're going to have a, you know, an unsettled stomach. I say it's pretty grim. It's pretty grim. And um, one thing I thought was quite interesting was um, the there's like a helicopter pilot in it. And actually, the uh, when they filmed it, it was, it was this comedian, Chris something and uh, since filming and post-production and all that sort of stuff there's been some uh, allegations made against him and quite a few allegations um, so what they've done is they've got this they've got this female comedian and basically replaced him and what they've done is uh, they've, they've sort of they filmed her against the green screen and in certain places and they've just dropped her into the film Actually, in a lot of the places, it's completely seamless. Um, considering she didn't film a single scene with any of the other cast, actually, it looks pretty good. So there you go. Anyway, ultimately, it is what you'd expect from a, from Snyder and a zombie film after nearly 20 years away from the genre. The action and the gore is great, but there's few vital signs <laughs> in this lifeless action horror that at the end of the day just isn't very scary. Okay, I'm going to bed. I love you. So, there we go. We've we done it. We've had a lovely day here in the lobby of the I'm lights tired. in Stockport. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, watching films does that to me anyway. Yeah. It sends me into sort of a bit of lethargy. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's been a lovely, lovely day. Uh, they've already said they want us back, Dave. Yeah, yeah. So we will be back. Definitely. It's a, it's a nice halfway house for me and you. Yeah, as we said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, just been, it's just been really nice. One, sitting next to you and actually podcasting, it's been weird. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, sort of speaking to the, the staff here, actually being in a cinema is great. Um, but actually doing this as a bit of a live setup, it's been really, really fun, really nice. And it's gone smoother than I thought. I thought we'd have more stop starts, but we've not actually, which has been yeah. good. And, and they've been so hosp- hospitable as well. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. just want to. Uh, thank uh, Shannon who works the light marketing team yeah. uh, Tom who's a manager here at the light in Stockport Jack who helps um, help and all the staff actually throughout the day have just mm. been really accommodating really kind to us and looking after us um, so it's been a really really nice experience yeah so. fantastic um, password this week Greg let's fantastic. just have a little bit of a shout out just so I feel like we should um, whilst we're here speak about the light, light cinema Stockport um, if you you know the, the light cinema is all around the country you can just uh, give it a Google um, but I just want to just have a little bit of, of a look at what's on at the stop uh, light cinema in Stockport over the next week so we've got 
Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway which is getting much better reviews than I anticipated mm, yeah. it might uh, Godzilla vs Kong which has been on VOD but that's coming here um, Spiral just speak to a couple of girls in the lobby who are here to see Spiral so that's you know quite popular with yeah. people into that sort of saw sort of gore sort of thing Leon and the Last Dragon is still on those who wish to be dead which we've just seen you've got, still got Mortal Kombat Sound of Metal uh, Minari Judas of the Black Messiah Nomadland uh, My New York Year which is the mm. Sigourney Weaver oh uh, yeah, so loads of new films on, and um, as Jack was saying to us, uh, Jack and Tom were saying to us earlier, there's loads and loads of films coming out uh, in the next few weeks. Of course, you've got video on demand, you've got streaming and everything mm. like that, but I think the message from today is you cannot replicate no, the experience not you get at all, the cinema not at, at home. all. No, I, feel, I almost feel bad that I've kind of been cheating on the cinema a little bit <laughs> by watching so many films, yeah. you know, on Netflix and at home and on my phone. It just feels like blasphemy now. But no, it feels like it's welcomed us back with open arms. Mm, it? it forgives us. So yeah, yeah that's cool. That's with pizza. Pizza. Oh yeah, because we had some bloody lovely pizza. So there we go. That was episode fifty-one, everybody. If you want to be involved in next week's fifty-second episode, which is the one we're sort of singing and screaming about, um, you know, we're wanting everybody to send us a, a short voice recorded review of their favourite film. You know, we're only talking thirty seconds a minute yeah. uh, of your favourite film. We're going to play them and let everybody else have a say next week, other than us. Um, so yeah, brilliant. Again, massive thank you to the Light Cinema, yeah. and it's been bloody great, and it's lovely seeing you in three D. Great, I can't believe it. There we go. Nice one. Cheers guys, peace.